Welcome to the Safe Haven Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. The Safe Haven Podcast is a space for you to be real, raw, emotional, vulnerable, hilarious, and or completely carefree. This podcast offers a space for stories to be shared about the lights and darks, highs and lows of life, in a judgment-free zone. Join me and my powerful guests as we dive into a variety of conversations and topics. Listen from where you are, as you are. Think, laugh, and cry along with us, whether you're in your car, in your kitchen, chasing your kids, running your business, caregiving for someone that you love, getting a mani-pedi, while you're in the hospital, a treatment center, sitting on the deck, on the dock, or out for a run. These weekly stories and messages will hit you right in the heart, fill up your cup, and recharge your spirits. I got a little bit smiley there when in the introduction as I'm reading it, where it says, listen from where you are as you are, and then blah, 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 whether you're in your car, because here's me pulling a a typical TGIT random recording where I am as I am, and this time again, I'm in my car, but I'm totally okay with it. The leaves are beautiful. I parked myself in this cute little spot. I just had a crazy long drive, and I'm just taking a minute. I actually did something that I never do, and I got a chubby chicken burger from A&W. <laughs> I was starving, and I was like, man, I've got, I've got things to do. I've got places to go, so I just need to just crack off this recording because I've got things that I want to tell you all about, and then I'm going to a concert, and I'm stoked about that. This girl doesn't get out to concerts very often, so I'm pretty pumped. And they're free tickets to see Shine Down and Papa Roach with some girlfriends. So that will be entertaining, and you'll hear all about that one next week. But first, we need to start with what actually happened with the Winter Tire Saga that I filled you in on from last week's TGIT. Okay, pause. Actually, I did a lot of listening to podcasts today and something that I really liked was one it was like her episode 180 something go girl and I'm actually going to tell you about that podcast so hang tight but anyway what she had said was if you're tuning in for the first time and you've never heard my voice you've never been into podcasts let's just say this is your first one welcome to the safe haven podcast I hope you love it I hope you check out the other episodes it's not a a series style podcast every single episode is something completely different whether it's just me with some random stories and uh, me just shooting the shit by myself whether I'm in my car or my bed or wherever I am or whether it's an actual heart-to-heart conversation or a story or messages that are shared from one of my guests that I generally do with more of an interview style Stay tuned, check in, tell your friends, reach out. If you have a story to share, come at me. I would love to host you on the Safe Haven podcast. Or if you have someone that you think has a story or might be open to being a little bit vulnerable and sharing a message, whether it's anonymous or as they are, please send me a message. And if it is, in fact, your first time tuning in to a podcast or specifically my podcast, my name is Amanda and I'm stoked you're here. Back to the whole winter tires thing, because that's what I talked about was my my first world problem that I was dealing with last week. The, the Coles Notes version of it, before we get into what actually happened, was I had a buyer lined up in Minden area to buy my tires. I had them listed. Guys, they were used for a short season. They are in wicked shape. They're on rims. They are a pretty standard size for your average sedan. So I had posted them on some marketplace thing on Facebook or whatever it's called. 
and had a, an interested buyer. And my dad can be such a pessimist sometimes. Maybe he's more of a realist. Let's get real. Because here's me being all sunshine and rainbows and unicorns being like, yeah, Dada, it's okay. All good. I found a buyer for my tires and they're going to come and pick them up. And then that'll just allow me to buy a, a new set out here. It's great. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, do you have the money in hand? Has the money been sent to you? I don't have anything in my hands. How do you know that this is real? Okay, dad, whatever. Well, sure enough, I, I had taken this woman's word and I, I, you know, cause I was selling them for the 500 bucks. So I was putting that $500 towards a new set that I found a wicked deal on. And I was like, I need to go to the Kootenays this weekend. I'm going out to spend Thanksgiving with Riley and I'm excited about it. And I just, I'm stubborn too. And I was obviously like, I just don't want anything to get in my way of that. We've been looking forward to this for a long time. I just, I, I would like to spend my weekend out there. So then what happened was as I was calling around, cause I was obviously I'm not still in Bali. You can't barter for things, right? So you need to do your research and ask the right questions and be sure that you know what you're looking for. I knew exactly what I was looking for. I did my shopping around by the time I had spoken to someone at Walmart, Canadian Tire, someone at Costco and Cal Tire, and there was some other tire store. I basically had found where I thought was going to be the best bet. Well, then Cal Tire threw in a little loop and the guy goes, you know, Amanda, I would be really stoked to sell you a whole set of winter tires on rims. Don't get me wrong, but do you think you might actually be able to save a bit of money if you call Purolator and see if you can Purolate them or FedEx them out here? Well, then I got to thinking because I thought there's absolutely no way that's going to be so expensive to do that. My dad had actually mentioned this. Thanks, dad. My dad had mentioned this, um, you know, several weeks ago. He just said, hey, I'm over at the lake. Your tires are here. What do you want me to do with them kind of thing? And I was like, oh, it's okay, dad. I'll keep you posted kind of thing. Thinking in the back of my mind, I was going to be too much to ship them out here anyways. And I didn't obviously have space in the car when we drove out in the summer. So that's where I was with that. Sell them, buy new ones. Everything is good. So when the guy at Cal Tire had said this to me, I went, mm, okay, maybe. Maybe I'll just entertain the idea. So I called Pure later. And they basically walked me through everything. It was going to take four business days and it was going to cost me roughly $300 door to door. And I was like, well, that's a no brainer. So then uh, the guy had said to me, okay, so your next step to do this is to fill out all of this information, pay for it. You have to sign in as a guest. Once it's paid for, print those off, stick them to the tires, whether you prepackage them or put them in garbage bags or whatever, as long as that label is easy to see, we're good to go. If there's anyone listening who knows Purelater or maybe works for Purelater, I hope that this is accurate because this is kind of what I was up against where I'm following this guy's instructions right through everything. And it's even better on the estimate because I'd gone out and I measured and I weighed these tires and I was spot on. So I go to put in all of my stuff, signing in as a guest and I'm on a time crunch because I'm thinking if I don't get this to my dad by one, which means 10 a.m. here, I'm trying to get to work at this point. Like I'm talking on my Bluetooth on my phone. It's not working out, not working out. Now I'm in a time crunch. Now I'm trying to do attendance with the students at school. Don't tell my boss. I'm trying to do attendance at the school. Meanwhile, I'm also trying to fill out the last thing to figure out how I'm going to ship these friggin' winter tires out here to BC. And then at the bottom, it says $100. Like this is sweet. If this is actually how it's going to happen, so then I thought, this doesn't seem right because it's only allowed me to measure and sit for one tire and I couldn't actually do another, another like I couldn't add another 
package, I guess it was saying. So then on, on my break on recess or break or whatever it's called, I called Pure Later again. I was like, hey, look, I've been on the phone with you guys a few times. I'm just trying to figure out how the heck I can ship myself a set of winter tires from Ontario to BC. I've already logged in all of the information. What are my next steps here? And the guy said, oh, right. Are they individually wrapped? Are they in bags or whatever? I said, yes, yes, this is what we spoke about this morning. And he says, right, on the guest sign-in, you can't actually choose to, to have a pickup drop-off or whatever online as a guest with only the one. And then here's me also thinking, well, by the time I'm done this anyway, you know, this buyer who is interested in the tires I, is now kind of in limbo because I'm maybe like, maybe they're for sale, maybe they're not for sale. And then my dad had put it in my head that I didn't have the money yet. So anyway, I said to Pure later, I said, so is this, is this going to happen? Or he said, well, actually, it's going to be better if you take them to a pure, pure later office. I love my dad and he's willing to do just about anything for me, but I'm also independent enough. And I don't want to be such a hassle that when that was kind of loaded on, I thought, well, there's no way that I'm going to send my dad around hell's half acre to ship me my tires. That's just too much on him. It's too much really for me to worry about even at that point too. And just the stress with the, the time zones and the time difference and even having him take them somewhere. I, it just was not on. So I double checked with this woman, right? Cause right. I had a buyer. I double checked with this woman. She's good to go collecting the money. Life's good. So of course I go back to this place that gave me a wicked deal on the tires. And I said, I'm in, I'll take my 8am appointment tomorrow. Good to go. I said, wait a second. Can you actually bump it to four? I'm going to take a day's worth of work. I'll come to you right after work. He says, yep, good to go. I've got a four o'clock slot ready for you. Tires are ready to go. Done deal. I shit you not. I'm leaving the tire place and I get a ding message from so-and-so lady and it says, Amanda, I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm going to have to back out from these tires. Um, I really hate to inconvenience you. And at that point I was kind of like, whatever, they're winter tires. Someone is going to buy them. But I, I had kind of also banked on having that extra moolah, but it is what it is. So at this point now it's Friday and the Mazda's got her new winter boots on and she's ready for a hike up to the Kootenai Mountains and I'm ready to go. So I did, I took the full week. I basically worked every day last week, which was great. And then I got up bright eyed and bushy tailed on Saturday morning. And then I drove up to Riley's and I had to stop obviously. And I had to pick up some stuff for food, Thanksgiving dinner. Hey guys, if you're in BC or if you've ever been to BC, it's totally worth getting a save on card for when you're grocery shopping there. Cause all of the stuff that I was going to buy was like well over 200 bucks. And then I tapped this card and it brought it down to 145. So I got the sale prices on everything and I was stoked about it. So that was exciting. I am happy that I have this card and I'm happy that I know this life hack because if you don't have a card and you don't ask for it, you don't get the little swipey discount thing. And it is a game changer. So I got the group. Oh wait. So that's right. So it is roughly 700 K there ish, maybe a bit less. I don't know. But from where I was leaving and where I was heading to, um, with a stop for gas, just one stop for gas and a longer stop to get groceries, it was eight hours exactly door to door. And that includes a ferry. So pretty good. And actually today I made pretty great time actually coming back too, but I have stopped in Abbotsford because this is where the concert is tonight that you'll get to hear about next week. Uh, but yeah, no, the weather was great. There's not so much snow up in the... It, in the mountain passes just yet, which is nice. Uh, it keeps the winter driving 
safe and not so slick right now. But the weather can change so quickly up in the mountain passes, especially up in the Coquihalla. But yeah, so I made it. We had a great weekend. Thanksgiving weekend was saved. Oh, and I did find a real buyer. The, the tires have since been purchased. Thank you, Tiffany. Money is in my account. Also, thank you, Tiffany. And they're probably on her car right now. So safe driving, Tiffany. <laughs> I hope that you're great. I hope that everything is going well for you. But yes, Thanksgiving was so fun. You guys, not gonna lie, I've only cooked a couple turkeys in my life and I was usually a helper, but this went so well. We had so much fun doing it. We had, okay, parsnips and carrots in a honey and garlic and oniony juicy mix that was so good. Riley's idea on the white carrots, mine were the orange carrots, so we mixed them. White carrots, parsnips, yes. And then corn and peas and stuffing and turkey. The turkey was to die for. I was just ready to do a traditional pan thing, and Riley's like, no, I bought this slow cooker, steamy thingy cooker. I don't know. It worked really great. There wasn't even an indicator light that told us that it was on, but you could sure feel it getting warmer. It was so moist and so well cooked it just literally fell off the bone we made a bit of gravy the only thing that i was super stoked about that i didn't get was a pumpkin pie because i didn't buy the ingredients to make the pumpkin pie so the good thing is is that for the month of october you can pretty much find a pumpkin pie anywhere so game on i'm gonna find myself a pumpkin pie somewhere we also played a lot of scrabble we get pretty intense with the Scrabble and there's no messing around. If you don't think that someone else's word is legit, you're getting the dictionary out or at least the Google because stakes are high and we make bets and whoever wins gets their bet or gets their winnings or whatever. So that can get interesting too. And you know what my favorite thing is, is when you're down to letters is really messing the board up with two letter words. <laughs> there's way more than you think, two letter words in Scrabble but they get the points on the board and that's what matters, right? Yes. So besides competing at Scrabble games, we definitely worked very well together fixing the lawn situation with all of the leaves. Although I can guarantee that it looks just about the same now because that tree out in his front lawn has a bazillion leaves, but we filled the back of the pickup truck as well as the lawnmower cuttings catcher, which became a chopped up leaf catcher. And I don't know how many times we had to shake that thing out, but it looked great. It'll be way less to worry about for the next time it's gotta be cut or raked or leaf blowed or chestnut. There's a chestnut tree or maybe two or three. I don't know how many of them there are, but man, they can make a mess. So we had to deal with those things. I learned about what a paddle broom is. That thing's hardcore and very efficient. So that was also very exciting. I don't know why that just made me think of long drives. Well, maybe just because I just had one. And long drives are worth it, obviously, when you can stay a few extra days and do helpful things like that. I really enjoyed that. But I had someone ask me about, well, don't you get super bored on your long drives? The answer is sometimes. Sometimes, yes. Other times, no. The drive there on Saturday, I listened to podcasts pretty much the whole time. Some of the ones that I've done with my guests, so some of the Safe Haven podcasts, 
But I also love another few podcasts. I've been kind of out of the one that I've always been listening to, which is Caitlin Bristow's podcast called Off the Vine. Uh, and I've actually started recently listening to one called Her Money, which I'll tell you about. And I've also started listening, this is more recently actually, this is since the drive across Canada in July, uh, one called Beautiful Anonymous that I love. I think I've actually mentioned it on the podcast before. But Beautiful Anonymous is with a comedian named Chris Gethard. But he, I guess depending on the context of the conversations that he's having on his podcast, as he hosts it, he basically invites people to call in anonymously and to share a story. It could just be just a conversation that they just have and just kind of shoot the shit for an hour. But he sets a timer. They have one hour to kind of talk. Some of them are just, you wouldn't even believe some of the things that they talk about. And then literally after an hour, even if they're mid-sentence, this friggin' buzzer goes off and it chops them off. But I've been really, really enjoying that. And then it made me think about how this podcast, the Safe Haven podcast, how much I love it, how much my emotion fluctuates <laughs> about it, because there are days that I maybe struggle a little bit emotionally with how much more I want this to grow and how I want the audience to be bigger, not for my own reasons, not for me, not for not for any sort of personal gain, but more so because of the messages that I'm still receiving week after week from the connections between guests or correlations that people are making between certain messages and maybe something that has happened in their own life or someone that they know quite well. And I just, I want to read you a message that I got from a friend of mine. And it, it just, it really hit me in the heart space because this, I think more than anything really says how much this podcast is doing. So this is what she said. Hello, beautiful. I hope you are well. I have to say how awesome your podcast is. I've been catching up on my drives and I have to say that your anonymous guest from July 22nd stopped me dead in my tracks. I want you to tell her thank you so much for sharing her story. Her Ottawa story is my story. I have only told my partner now and I've always just diminished it. It happened twice with a jackass that I met on Plenty of Fish and bought a house with. The first time it happened was a month after my mom passed away. Alcohol was involved and just like your guest, it takes a bit to realize what's going on. After punching him to stop, he acted like he had just woken up. I brushed it off. As a one-off. But then it happened again. This time it took so much longer for him to stop. Again, he acted like he was sleeping. He worked hard at convincing me that it wasn't bad what he did, and that he even had talked to a police friend of his and that it was normal in a relationship. Thank you for talking with her about this. All this time I had never ever related it to abuse. It was just what it was. I left him a month later with my son in tow. Garbage bags packed overnight. I was done. Thank you for saying it was not normal. It was not normal. I will reiterate that one again. But definitely, that's just a message that had come through as just an example of one of the ones that I or one of my guests has received since these podcasts and stories have been shared. So yay to sharing stories. Yay to feeling less alone. Yay to normalizing the talk about mental health and about anxiety, and about depression, and getting out our messages about assault, sexual abuse, gender identity, oh boy, 
Okay, I'll, I'll stop. I'll get off my soapbox here because I could just go on and on and on. But yes, yeah, so long drives, definitely. I like to listen to the podcast. I like listening to the ones that I've recorded with my friends, definitely. And, but then I also get some other ideas just, you know, obviously from listening to the other podcast for sure. I like to think that the sound of this podcast is slowly increasing over time. And again, if this is your first time listening, yay, please check out the other ones as well. So I just briefly mentioned the Her Money podcast. And if you haven't heard of that and you're an entrepreneur or you're chasing some goals or you're just interested in money in general, I think that you'd really enjoy this one. I really think that there is a message for everyone, irregardless of gender. However, this is definitely focused towards women. It's obviously called Her Money Podcast. If you identify as a her, that's definitely the intended audience. It's hosted by Jean Chatsky. If you have any interest, just check out Her Money Podcast. I will link this in the podcast notes at the bottom. But I listened to a few really good ones today. It just kind of gets you thinking about or shaping your perspectives about money, about the conversations around money, about why they're so difficult to have. And then there was one that was actually, they were interviewing a couple, a married couple with three kids. Their name has lost me at the moment. I think it's Ty and Talon or Ty and Tal, something like that. Anyway. If you find the Harmony podcast, you'll find it eventually. It's great. But it was interesting to hear the different perspectives about the relationship that they'd had. And it was a couple of high school sweethearts that he was the spender. He didn't care about the money. And she was super tight with it. So then there were some certain things that had happened in their relationship over the years. And where their relationship went, how it grew, how they tried to mold their values about finances so that they could move together as a couple then it got me to kind of thinking about in my past relationships where had money come up had it been positive had it been negative and I'm going to put these in different orders so that people can't place together any sort of timeline Um, but I did I did date one who it was quite a while into our relationship that I found out that there was a significant debt that I knew nothing about and obviously we, we lived our life in a way that I wouldn't have necessarily known about it. But then I started to kind of put two and two together. I'm like, oh, so that's why we don't go out very often. Or that's why we haven't gone on a trip yet. Or that's why we, you know, I don't know, stay in all the time. I don't know. I'm making things up in it right now. But it definitely gave me a different perspective. Now, that didn't come out very early. And I'm not assuming that that is something that does come out very early. But looking back, had I known that sooner... I would have definitely been more understanding or had less questions about why we weren't going out and participating in activities or dinners out or trips or whatever. Maybe they costed some money here and there, but I didn't know until later in the relationship that there were other financial goals in mind that I obviously would have been able to participate or help with, but I didn't know about it. Uh, I had also been in a relationship with a guy, I think I mentioned him Uh, a week or two ago in a TGIT that hit rock bottom and declared bankruptcy and that sucked way more for him than it did for me but I obviously uh, you know lost who I thought was the love of my life (laughs) out of his bankruptcy as well so that was kind of shitty this is actually more of just like a, a, a friend but a friend that I spent a lot of time with I won't name a location because that will also give it away too um nine months ish that we had spent a lot of time together and this person was always talking about how friggin broke they were and lived far enough away from where he would buy cigarettes and booze that when he would talk about how broke he was and then we'd go into town 
and he, the money would just start raining from his wallet. You know, it 200 bucks for a carton of smokes and then a few hundred bucks out for rum and Coke mixed drink things and beer and har other hard liquors. And I'm going, okay, whoa, you just dropped hundreds of dollars on things that number one, aren't good for you. Number two, you're just going to piss the majority of that away to what? Feel good? And then the smoking, don't even get me going on smoking because I think everyone knows that I, I cannot stand smoking. That's where I will leave that one. That was, that was quite interesting one. That was a while ago. Um, and then another one who was an accountant and super tight with their money on certain things and then would like, you know, just let it fly in other areas, but also had such a rigid budget that that budget might dictate kind of the things that we had done in the past. And it made me really think about how in, in the podcast that I listened to or one of the episodes that I listened to today about how we have our own money story or perspectives on money and how two people in the same household that maybe live under a super rigid tight budget or something like that depending on personality or other life experiences that some person could think hallelujah I'm out of my parents place and I have my own job and I'm gonna spend all my money or another person would kind of follow that same type rigid budget lifestyle and be more aware of where their money is going but super, super interesting podcast. It definitely kept me on my toes today thinking about some of these things. Uh, really got my mind thinking about whatever my life could look like moving forward. I'm pretty conscious about my finances as it is. But then, okay, this just leads me into a conversation that I had only via text. But hey, Jay Shell, love you. <laughs> One of my dear friends, Jay Shell, is a huge supporter of the podcast. Girlfriend, I love you. And we had a bit of a chit chat kind of back and forth the other day about how when we have more of in, she's married with three kids. I'm definitely not married, no children, not even fur babies, dating and looking forward to my future. But I also feel very strongly that I need to, I need to have myself financially set before I could even be, um, I guess a 31 year old helpful partner in a relationship that is happier to spend disposable income on fun as opposed to just being more frivolous. I don't know. It's hard to explain. But anyway, so back to the conversation that I was having via text just the other day with, with Jay Shell. Just a few texts back and forth about how, how hard it can be to take these generally imagined perceptions of the world around you that could be your friends, your family, your community, even just your best, best, best friends, maybe from a partner, whatever, um, but generally it's more, I think, imagined societal pressures that we have playing in our mind as to where you should be financially, where you should be with family planning, with where you're living, the kind of lifestyle you've got, blah, blah, blah. Well, clearly there are some of us that don't follow the traditional, more normal route, but there's nothing wrong with that. So Jishelle and I were just kind of bouncing back and forth, just saying... There's nothing wrong with, you know, not chasing the dollar all the time. Hey, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with chasing the dollar. You do you. But for those of us that live or aim to live a very comfortable lifestyle without, you know, the massive big dream home or the luxury vehicles or things like that, and we focus more on 
doing things that bring us joy, man, that's a podcast topic in itself is just doing what brings you joy and happiness and understanding that that's not always directly related to money. Obviously, yes, money can make things easier to acquire. I get that. But when it comes down to it, it's just putting your money in areas that bring you joy. And those are obviously going to differ per person. I recognize that. But for people like Jay Shell and Jay Shell and her family, of course, and even myself, you know, we are very much people that love our friends and family and we love to explore and we love to travel. Therefore, we haven't sunk our money into big luxury vehicles or gigantic houses and we've just kind of put it more into plane tickets and adventure mode and there's nothing wrong with that so I think she and I were maybe (laughs) Jishel correct me if I'm wrong maybe just kind of giving ourselves the scratch on each other's backs just saying there's nothing wrong with living life a little bit differently you do you chase your joy chase your happy and just be a good person right can't be that hard the reality is though is money can put so many different kinds of stress and pressure on us. And that doesn't just mean you you personally. That can be within a family. Like I said, I don't have kids that I need to worry about, but within relationships. And I think that when I started listening to more and more of these podcast episodes of Her Money, just understanding that when you're talking about money, even in front of other people, How many different people try to give off the impression that they are in a better financial state than they really are? And then again, like I said, they do this really cool thing at the end of Her Money, actually. It's called something about some mailbag. Kelly comes in and she's got the mailbag. So the producer actually reads out these questions and then Jean answers them. And that's what I thought was really cool because then they have these guests that may choose to be anonymous, may not, and they write in a letter or an email or something that is super specific and it's asking a very specific question it could be loaded and then they get an answer from a financial expert that might just kind of help shift your perspective on the importance of talking out money i know certain couples in my very close circle that don't talk finances at all One has their bills that they cover and another looks after anything that goes on in the household. And neither one of them knows how much the other one's got in their bank account. And these people have been married for over three decades. Pretty crazy to think about. I also, actually another perspective that I even had thought about in this podcast today was that same couple that I told you about was part of this interview, the couple with three kids, is how he just said, "You're, you're good with the money, you deal with it all. But then how in a relationship, if someone is kind of more in control of the money, it loses the romantic aspect of doing life together. And then it's more of a a parenting role where it's like, do you mind if I spend money on this? Or is it okay if I take out money to do this? Or can I buy this? Where you're asking permission. I thought that was a really cool perspective. So I'm happy that that just popped back into my little bingo ball brain cage for sure. Money also makes me feel super overwhelmed and I think I mentioned whether it was one or two TGITs ago about how when I feel tight for time which is often self-inflicted because I'm still practicing learning how to say no and I'm getting better at it but 
when you're constantly taking things on or you are constantly doing things that require more money and maybe you're spending more than is coming in and then you want to go and do something with a friend or a partner or a family member and you don't just have that extra disposable income to go and drop on a dinner or to drop on a an adventure or to drop on a road trip or drop on a ticket or whatever it, it can start to kind of get to you right or I know even just taking on big big projects that seem super overwhelming the, the changes in seasons even I mean you know people are talking about the fact that it's winter and people are looking at winterizing old vehicles or boats people are looking at winterizing their cabins cleaning out their cottages so that they can be winterized so that their pipes don't freeze throughout the winter there's all kinds of different things that need to be done even putting up those shelter things I don't know people use them to keep the snow off of their cars it's like a little makeshift garage the shelter logic things anything like that when the weather starts to get colder and you've got all kinds of different things you need to do outside shit gets real time it's stressful you've got all kinds of things in your plate but when you're feeling overwhelmed tell someone you love about it because then they can either help you out or they can support you in some way and if their help is too much for you then tell them communicate with them because being overwhelmed is a perfect opportunity in my mind to be vulnerable <laughs> and if you're able to recognize when you're feeling overwhelmed how does that impact you directly like how do you feel how do you know that you're overwhelmed how do you know what's overwhelming you what are your thought processes I know for myself if I'm feeling super super anxious right I, I said that I, I wouldn't say that I have anxiety but from time to time I'll certainly feel anxious and I also recognize that generally when I feel anxious it's because I haven't said no or I've put too many things on my plate at once and I just can't keep up with the tasks that I've now given myself or have accepted or taken on big time but how do I know emotionally or within me that I'm overwhelmed well for me I'll generally be a little bit more short-tempered I will have no interest it's, it's either one of the one or the two I'll either eat terribly or I'll have no interest in eating it's one one extreme or the other and I will not sleep well which is also another thing for me because I'm a really good sleeper I could qualify for trophies for my sleeping but when I'm got too much on the go I don't sleep well and I generally just crave some Amanda time alone time doing my own thing crave being outside but then again you have these excuses like I don't have time for this I shouldn't be doing this I should be working through my to-do list blah 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 and speaking of the not having time thing I actually made a joke this weekend with Riley that I'm going to be the best retired person one day because this I don't know if you could hear it earlier in the recording but there is a guy down the road that is using his leaf blower to basically like blow leaves off the entire street it seems all away from his driveway and his lawn and his garden and then went all the way down the road and I know someone <coughs> grandpa who uses his leaf blower to dry his truck after he's washed it so there's a multi-use tool right there two of things I could get used to also I really find enjoyment in sweeping and keeping things tidy and I would be the little cute old lady that would be out like sweeping out my walkway or sweeping off the driveway because there's some leaves on it I also really like vacuuming and tidying up and doing dishes and making sure that my home looks neat you know all of those things so tidy lawns tidy homes going out for coffee with friends I'm good at that you get some travel time sweeping things dishes like it basically just signed me up for retirement because I'm ready and speaking of ready 
I should probably go and get ready for this concert. But before I go, I wanted to say if there is anybody listening who has any interest in some sweaters, whether it's a crew neck sweater or whether it's a hoodie that has a big The Safe Haven podcast logo in the middle, it's literally just font. They're not going to put the image there. There's a variety of different colors coming. I just need to see if there are numbers of people that are interested. We're looking at about $45. That was a Honda Civic that was souped up. I hope you heard it. Anyway, if you have any interest in it, please go to the Safe Haven Podcasts Facebook page. Or if you've got me on there personally, jump on there. I've got the links there for a Google form. It is the easiest thing to fill out. I'm just trying to collect some numbers and just see how many people are actually are actually interested in this before I jump into this endeavor. So by filling that out, that will be very, very helpful for me. I will appreciate it very much, as much as I appreciate the fact that you're listening to this to begin with. Thank you so, so much to listening to another episode of the Safe Haven Podcast. Please make sure that you subscribe, like, rate, review. I'm really serious about this rating and reviewing thing too, eh? (laughs) Because if you simply just give me a four-star, five-star, whatever rating, if you're enjoying this, rate it if you're not don't rate it (laughs) and uh, if you are enjoying it or if you're really pulling something away from these if you're able to just write a review either on the Podbean site or on Apple Podcasts it's probably the easiest way to do it Spotify does the same thing as well it's really good because it allows this podcast to be found in other places and then as the podcast grows and more people are being reached the messages just keep coming your way and that's the whole goal You can find the Safe Haven podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on Podbean, Google Play Podcasts, and most recently, iHeartRadio. So you can now find this podcast on iHeartRadio, which is super exciting. I've got a few other places that I'm looking at putting up, but that's where it's at for now. Enjoy the rest of your week. Do something kind for someone else. Maybe rake your neighbor's leaves because they are blowing around like crazy at this time of year. Or maybe just surprise me with a piece of pumpkin pie with whipped cream on it. I mean, that's a really nice thing to do. (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your day and I will talk to you next week.